the love of Jesus Christ is chasing you down. Continue with me today on our journey through the biblical timeline of the divine romance as we discover the love of God toward His children. This is Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network in our Bible study that I've entitled, No More Ordinary. One of the greatest advantages and delights of life here on planet Earth is that we are being pursued by our Creator. The love of Christ is chasing us down. We're doing a study currently in the Bible, and we're stopping at different points on a biblical historical timeline to observe the pursuit of God toward his children. And today we're about to pause at stop number four. And the thing I want to tell you about stop number four is this, the romance that you have with God strikes terror in the heart of Satan and his cohorts. Psalm Chapter 23, verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. These are the words of David, one of the greatest worshipers of all time. This man, David, the Bible describes him as having a heart after God's own heart. And David said, that he was able to commune with God, who is the pursuer of our souls, while his enemy watched. Did you know that Satan has to watch while you dine with God? Satan has to stand by with his hands tied while you commune and develop a friendship with God. I want to just tell you today in a way to make this practical, if you want to scare Satan, how about reading your Bible? If you want to cause Satan to turn and run with his tail between his legs, then worship every day. Put your hands in the air, regardless of what's going on around you, and worship the Lord. If you want to put Satan in a fetal position in the corner, then dance with God. Have a worship time that explodes into dancing with your Creator and make your enemy watch. Live in such a way that nothing gets bigger than your awareness of the presence of God. Well, stop number five on this biblical historical timeline of the divine romance takes us to the book of the prophet Isaiah. And this is what Isaiah tells us in chapter 62, verse five. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so shall the Lord rejoice over you. Did you know that God has that wedding day glow when he looks at you? He does. When you fall in love with somebody, how do you really get to know that person? How do you truly know your beloved from the inside out? Well, the answer is by communicating, by talking and listening, by spending time together, by spending uninterrupted time together, heart 
heart-to-heart communication time. Yet, we are way too busy. Most of our marriages and relationships bear the brunt of that busyness, don't they? Especially with those we love the most. We tend to take advantage of those we love the most and shortchange them in our time bank. A conversation with your spouse might go something like this, honey, pick up the kids for me and then run to the grocery store and don't forget to call your mother. And by the way, I won't be home until late tonight because I have a meeting. And that's the extent of our marital sharing in the midst of our human busyness. In talking with our friends, we might have a conversation that sounds something like this. How are you? I'm good. You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Just great. I have a busy month, but maybe we can get together in uh, 2017 to have lunch. You know, we treat God like we do everybody else in our cluttered lives, don't we? Hi, God, it's me. Could you please pay my bills, change my spouse, and love my mom for me? I've got a busy day. I know you're going to help me. I know you're going to love me anyway. Bye. So, oh, oh, P.S. God, I really do love you. You know, while we're on this extraordinary journey of loving God, are you getting to know him? Are you spending uninterrupted time with him? Are you listening to him? Does your heart beat in anticipation of time spent alone in his presence? Do you have moments in your life when you can hardly wait to get alone with him because you long to hear what he has to say to you today? Remember, God has that wedding day glow when he looks at you. Well, stop number six comes from the book written by the prophet Jeremiah, chapter nine, verse 24. Let him who boasts, boast of this, that he understands me and that he knows me. You know, I've been married for nearly 37 years, and I'm still learning new things about my husband and he about me. And we are humans. We are finite. There's a limit to how much we can know about one another, and yet we still don't know it all. I want to tell you, you can spend your entire life on this incredible quest to know God, your creator, your father, your counselor, and your friend. And if you live to be 199 years old, you will only know a minute piece of God's infinite character. And so if you want to know him, if you really want to know him, you must spend time in the love letter that he has written to you. Often when I am counseling women or encouraging them, and they have found themselves at a season in life when they're struggling, when they're fighting depression and discouragement, their discouragement may spring from finances or empty nest or health issues or relationship issues. And you know, when I spend just five or 10 minutes with a woman who needs some answers. I can tell in those first five or 10 minutes who's reading their Bible and who's reading Good Housekeeping Magazine. I can tell in those first five or 10 minutes who's going to the throne of God for encouragement and who's watching Oprah every day for encouragement. Those women who read their Bibles on almost a daily basis, although their circumstances are challenging and even rotten at times, they have a peace in their souls that cannot be denied. They have a 
purpose in their lives, knowing that God is a good God. Those who are not in the word on a consistent basis, although they're Christians, they're tormented by the issues of their life. They don't have the power to fight depression or the wisdom to make a righteous decision. Your God is so in love with you that he's written an eternal love letter from his heart to yours. Will you read it or will it grow dusty on the shelf? If you say that you love him, you will want to get to know him. Anything less is a serious violation of your commitment to him. Stop number seven is in Micah chapter seven, verse 18. Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in unchanging love. Now, I love this word delight in the ancient Hebrew. It's the word kafates, and it means that God is pleased to do it. It brings pleasure to his heart. It's his desire and his will. It's what God wants to do is love you all the days of your life. It's not painful for him, nor is it a discipline. He says, woohoo, I get to love her. I get to love him. I've got my eye on him. Every time I hear her voice, my heart stops. That's how much God loves you. God is saying to you today, every time she makes time for me, I've got a grin. God delights. He cafates in loving you. Stop number eight on our historical timeline is one of my favorite places in the Bible. You can read about it in Luke chapter one and two. And we're going to look at Mary for just a minute. You know, she carried God about in her very body. Now, we're not called to give birth to the Savior of the world like Mary was, but we are called to give birth to his presence in the world at our moment in history. We are called to have an intimacy so close to him that his seed is planted in our humanness and we are forever changed. If God walked into your world as he did into Mary's world, would you have time for a conversation with him? If he asked something of you, would you say, be it unto me according to your world? We are called to carry heaven's heartbeat to this world. Don't abort it with busyness. And finally, step number nine, Acts 4.13. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. God's love for you and his goodness towards you is not because you're an amazing person filled with gifts and talents and abilities. God's love for you is not because you look good or wear a size eight. God's love for you is not because you've stayed married for 47 years or because all of your children are serving Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter that you are uneducated or untrained. God wants your attention. He wants your heart so that the world will recognize you as having been with Jesus. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www 
www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.